I know we're literally one episode from the end now. Biggest episodes in terms of exposition. It feels like a weird episode for it to end on. It felt really weird, like the ending of it. Like he was in that like sort of grain field, like cornfield. And like I felt like, really? This is like, this is the setup to the last episode? Hey guys, and welcome back to Fortune Fury for another Moon Knight episode review. Got episode five. This is honestly not what I was expecting whatsoever. But yeah, um, today it's me, Oliver, and... Come on, say something. How you doing? Yeah. <laughs> we got Patrick. Um, uh, Just to explain, right, I'm going to be pissing myself a lot whenever he talks. And I mean, obviously it's the norm because there's a bunch of bullshit that usually comes out of his mouth. But this time it's actual bullshit in terms of sound. He literally sounds like he sucked helium. He's not. He's basically in doing some like confidential espionage film. And um, something's happened to his voice over the data banks. So he'll obviously pitch shift himself during the edit process. But what I can hear right now is a chipmunk on steroids so it's like fucking so it great basically <laughs> so sounds like is... this unedited raw so, well, it, it... but uh this is how it sounds edited how the rest of the episode should be so uh yes some technical issue <laughs> oh my god <laughs> luckily i managed to get a bit of it out of my system already so hopefully it shouldn't be too bad and it shouldn't disrupt the video but yeah um <clears throat> so Moon Knight, episode five, Asylum. Uh, it was kind of what I was expecting to, for like moments of it, but it wasn't. I swear, like, I know it's the same voice actress, but she literally does not sound like that sort of, te- like, Tamaway does not sound like that teenager. Hi! Anymore. Like, you could pick <laughs> a lot from a voice. Gone from your high-pitched um, helium to, like, just sort of, the average sounding middle-aged woman and it's just you know <clears throat> i was like okay so that that's i think that was like my only little nitpick but yeah other than that decent um i thought we were going to meet jake lockley and now i'm questioning whether or not uh, mark's actually got did or he's just created um like a personality within himself as like a repression for his um mental health because he can't stand how like neglective and abusive his mother is towards him because of the um the accidental death of his brother when he was a kid and like he's created steven as like almost like a fake separate personality um which eventually over time has perhaps developed into its own like personality due to how much he's like not only repressed his own per- personal issues but also how much he's like forcing himself to believe steven is real as a coping mechanism to a point where it's like his brain is like split into two. So he's like, he's actually managed to self-create DID rather than, you know, it it get formed within like childhood or whatever. Like, you know, how how that actually works. Like that that's my running like theory on it. Either that or he he's just like, he's just acting it. And Stephen is obviously like the fake personality, the, the fake like... British accent. He know Stephen knows like he's Mark, but he's pretending he doesn't. And then like obviously we know that, and that explains how Mark knows about Stephen. Like when he's looking for him in the mirrors and whatnot. Like especially in the early episodes when um they're in the toilet and um, he's getting chased by the jackal. And then Mark's like, you know, Stephen, you can do this. That's basically a metaphor for Mark saying, you know, <clears throat> you can- Mark saying to himself, you can do this. You don't need to hide. You don't need to repress behind your like 
you know, behind this fake personality. You can, you are you. You can do this. And I think it shows later on in this episode as well when they're on the boat um, towards like you know in the underworld going to going to the underworld or the, that part of the underworld where um, Stephen is actually finally like. He's showing like a violent mercenary side and it's like that's because it's that obviously they are connected so they will share memories and Stephen's got like a rough idea of like how violence works, you know, and how to like, you know, self-defend himself, guessing sharing that memory with Mark. Um, but yeah, like. It's very like obviously the, the take on the whole debacle of D.I.D. is very fictional in this story. Um as of, especially as of this episode with that kind of revelation um because that's what i've got from it anyway i don't know if that's the actual truth but like to be fair i had loads of construction workers because we're having a new kitchen at the moment so literally i woke up this morning at 8 a.m to <laughs> this is a fucking like power drill up like upstairs <laughs> like try like sorting out plug sockets like fucking fixing the toilets flushing system fixing up a, us a new kitchen i like Every basically, it sounded like every construction worker in the world and their mum in terms of chit chat, gossip, and like loud drills. So I could only hear so much of the episode, but from what I got from it was that what I've just said. So, Patrick, anything you want to add or specify or add to or whatever the hell to what I've just said? Well, I was am I on board I mean, or am I wrong? I no, mean, Jake yeah, Lockley, just sounds... Stephen Grant is a fake. Is a fake. Is Mark's fake guru that Mark created as a coping mechanism? <laughs> like, I mean, overall, it was. I'd say it's probably, like, it's it's probably one of my favourites. So, like, I know we're literally one episode from the end now, um, but overall, yeah, it's one of those like episodes. Mm. Obviously, one of the biggest episodes. And it feels like a weird. E it feels like a weird episode for it to end on. Mm. It feels like it felt really weird, like the ending of it. Like he was in that like sort of grain field. Like cornfield, definitely like, open I felt like into the final really? one. Really, this is like, thing. this yeah. is the setup to the last episode. Well, I felt like the the ending of this episode felt more like what last week's or the week before should have been. Mm. Like last week's episode ending felt like the the like whatever was to come next was should be the last episode if you get what I mean because of like you know the sort of dramaticness of it. Like the end of this episode, you get like Stephen dying basically, which was a bit of a shock, but kind of like. The moment you find out he's like a fake personality, and I think this was kind of the opinion I had at the beginning of the series, but now my feelings towards him have changed. It's like, I like Steven now. <laughs> so like the fact that they've, and you kind of feel like he is important because you got to remember he is crucial um, because, you know, in the with, within the character of Moon Knight within the comics, obviously he does have the idea and he's like got multiple different personalities and whatnot. So like if they're going to end the series with like <clears throat> Mark, it's, there's no multiple personalities anymore. It's just Mark, and he's accepting who he is and who you know who he was and who he has been and who he was part of in terms of his other personalities. And he's just purely himself and Moon Knight. Um, like if that's how they end the series, like I mean, it's kind of cliche, and a small part of me would kind of like that because it means it's more like it's easier to follow and it's more grounded and it's not so confusing. But I feel like it would take away from it, like that kind of dynamic of him having the the DID and him having all those different personalities inside his head. <clears throat> Unless we get a setup to him having new ones, like we find out that Jake Lockley was like actually truly hidden there. Like I think they've they've definitely hinted at something like that. So I don't know if like another personality will come up, whether it's Jake Lockley or any of the other ones. 
um, or no, a kind of can't even speak now. An equivalence of one, anyway, in the next episode. But I guess we'll see. I mean, I think um, overall, like it's been one of those. Obviously, there's been only like this is probably the biggest episode out of I think two in the entire series that has had the most exposition and explaining the entire story basically of the character and sort of explanation of like Stephen's origins like looking at the poster and like realizing that Mark created Stephen to basically hide from his own mum basically um which is really good and it was like it was definitely a really good episode in terms of like the if you're the fan of the fight club aspect of this series this is a really good one I loved the dynamic they had and like literally being able to see both characters in the same moment and not through like a reflection or anything it's like they're both in the moment, they're both in the scene, they're both like each personality is in, in, in the room at the same time now technically and it's like worked really well I think. I mean I'm no, I am far from like knowing like a mental health expert and I don't really understand mental health, like I don't understand how that how, like. I'm how still like grasping is, and understanding of like, it myself it is, to be completely honest uh, so like yeah. yeah. What I would guess is that like obviously based on Stories and when you're good on Marvel as well stories, too. On in the, good on Disney and Marvel. <clears throat> yeah, go on. Good on Disney. Oh, okay, okay, say. thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, on um, like the good thing about fictional, st- well, not even fictional, fictional and non-fiction, but it kind of there's a b- bit more room for error almost, I guess, with fiction. Um, is like when me- there's the subject matter can be linked to mental health or directly or indirectly linked to mental health. There's almost creative room a bit like you know as it's kind of like oscar isaac said it's like fight club meets indiana jones fight club is like they used a very creative way of storytelling to show different um personalities and obviously stories and especially cinema and tv allow you to do very creative ways of presenting different mental health issues and obviously in this case it's like did and things like that but there's been many creative ways of people showing anxiety and depression or whatever like some something that the character's suffering from, and I think this this series has done a great job of doing that really well. Like the link to Fight Club is really well, and obviously Indiana Jones and Fight Club mixes work brilliantly. What were you gonna say? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I was just gonna say good on uh, Disney's. Yeah, I I was just gonna say um good on Disney's part, um Disney and Marvel's part for um. Putting the the note well, I suppose they kind of have to, don't they? Putting the notice in during the credits, um, you know, if you've been affected by you know mental health or you're dealing with mental health or you want to know more, like you know, the, the, obviously all the like the websites and the places you can go to. Like, I think I don't know if they're region or country specific. The information on that credit, I'll have to like check that again properly. But like, I think it's just overall like the sites you can go to for awareness on specific stuff or research or whatever regarding the specific um like disorders or whatever it is people are dealing with um <clears throat> but yeah i thought that that was good for them to credit that as well because like i feel like a, i feel like a lot of pro i feel like a lot of products would dismiss that but um yeah episode five though pretty pretty good well i i personally loved it one of my favorites that what you thought yeah yeah really good um, hmm. I, I was upset that we didn't i was upset that we didn't get um two two things one being um well technically three things um but we could only get one or the other uh brilliant 
um, one of those things being before the before the opening Marvel cre- credit logos, it was their scream. We didn't get that. We didn't get that until after the the opening credits, and it felt really like rushed as part of that part of the episode. It was like it just cuts back to them screaming whilst Tamaway's like mouth is like really wide open for some reason. Then it just cuts back to like Mark in Harrow's office. Um, and I remember watching another podcaster where they were like, this is not really good for like a mental hospital asylum to have like fucking sharp objects everywhere in an office whilst like you're talking to one of your patients. Like, and it literally goes to show because Mark picks up like some like tr- some sharp triangle random object on the, on the table. But um, <clears throat> no, they didn't do the screen before the Marvel credits. And also they had an opportunity to play a really awesome song that um, Oscar Isaac performed on Jimmy Fallon. If- Insert here. Hippopotamus, hippopotamus, hippopotamus. Ah. Hippopotamus, hippopotamus. Whilst they're showing the Marvel like studios logo, because that would have been that would have been perfect. It would have just cut to that and it's like hippopotamus, hippopotamus. Hippopotamus. Ah. Oh, I'm a hippopotamus. Something, something, but I'm dangerous. If you love that being like a two minute intro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that or um, oh, I found another one on a Facebook comment, and it was um, it was that, but then it was um. King Julian, I'd like to move it, move it, but I get that they'd probably want to, like, you know, get DreamWorks in involved in that for copyright reasons because it would obviously it's their song purely for that film. It's just, it's just King Julian, um, Sasha, um, Bowen, uh, Baron Conan, okay. Only King Julian, all the girls, man. I love the girls, we don't they move their body, we don't they move oh, their body, we do they move it nice and sweet and sassy, all right? And it's just like, <laughs> you know, I like to move it, move it, you know, or just, or just that whole shit. Oh, I think that would have been perfect for about. If I, if I can find that, I'll send it to you, and you can insert it in the video before <laughs> the end. But that would have honestly been perfect. It's like uh, a week ago. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's pretty much it, really. Because like episode, it's 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 one of those like there's technically lots of details in it, exposition wise, but it's more one of those things you just sort of it's just is kind of a lot. I'm I'm definitely gonna have to go back and rewatch that one. I think. Because I feel like there was a lot that I kind of missed from it. And like, I knew that in the comics he had a brother. But I... Honestly, what's good about this show is that there's a lot of details about Mark Spector that you kind of dismiss because you're too busy focusing on the ones they're establishing in the show. So it's good to like then realise that, oh shit, yeah, they got to flesh everything or flesh the MCU's version of everything regarding that character. And then you forget about those small other details and you're like, oh, that makes sense now. I was like, oh, they mentioned that earlier. They touched on that earlier. But, you know, we're following like two different characters in one person out in one being. So got a lot to follow here. Um, don't know where the fuck Layla was in this episode. But yeah. And so, yeah, that was uh, Moon Knight episode five, Asylum. Um, leave your thoughts in the comments. Let us know if there's anything you wanted us to add in any in that review or, well, this review or any of the preceding reviews and we'll happily talk about it in our next review. Um, that'll be probably late Wednesday next week because um, I'll be in London. So probably won't watch the episode straight away. 
Um, but yeah, we'll just see what happens. Um, I guess. And in the meantime, this video is sponsored by that the amazing meme that is Andrew Garfield's laughter um, with the soundtrack um, playback meme from uh, Post Malone's Sunflower. So enjoy this little beat while you can. little video outro for you. <laughs> Can't wait for the video to like just end on a bass boosted version of that. All right. See you guys next week. <laughs> Sorry. No. The worst time. Right. Hang on. I got to get out of my system. Hey guys, and welcome back to Fortune Fear. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> ah! Oh. <laughs> right, okay, I'm ready. I'm, I'll shut up now, I'm being serious.